Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on uh, Room 104. In the last few moments, Bill Gates' Twitter account has been hacked. No! Poor Bill. Poor, poor Bill. A bit of a random one now. I think it's since been deleted. This literally happened in the last two minutes. Randomly just saw him pop up on Twitter. But Bill Clinton, uh, Bill Gates, sorry, not Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, uh, one of the richest men in the world, of course, founder of Microsoft, won. Um, well, anyway, he tweeted out from his Twitter profile, which has 51.1 million followers, by the way. Uh, he tweeted out from his profile saying, everyone is asking me to give back, so it's about time that I did. For the next 30 minutes only, I will double all of the money that is sent to my Bitcoin account. So if you send me $1,000, I will send you back $2,000. And here's the Bitcoin address. So somebody was able to hack into super nerd Bill Gates' account and uh, try and get people to send this Bit- Bitcoin account money. Now, if you look up the Bitcoin account, uh, Bitcoin is digital money. It's magic money that no one really understands, but there you go. <clears throat> you can use it to pay for things online. <clears throat> the- well, that's quite dangerous. Uh, yeah, so it's an anonymous way of paying and you can just get a big long, for want of a better word, a long, complicated IBAN number and you can send money to it. But uh, this, these scammers have already, I suppose, fooled 234 people because you can see how many transactions they've had. Well, that's not people, but you can see how many Bitcoins they've received in the last f- few moments. And five minutes ago, it was like five point something Bitcoins, and now it's 6.19 Bitcoin. Now, that does not sound, uh, to put that in some sort of uh, real terms here, one Bitcoin is worth 8,072 euro at the moment. So they're after fooling a few people who thought they were getting double their money back. Literally in the last, I think the same thing might have happened to Elon Musk, but literally in the last couple of minutes, people saw this, freaked out, and sent money to this account, and they've completely lost it because they're not getting anything back. But sitting in this account now, in this scammer's Bitcoin account, uh, is the guts of, what's six by eight? 48, 50 grand. That's unbelievable. I can't believe they Madden, were able to hack in. And I'd say, for the most part, people wouldn't usually fall for scams like that. But you would think Bill Gates's Twitter will be pretty secure so that if something That's like it, that was yeah. posted up, it was it was real. That's it. So it was the blue. It wasn't a random Bill Gates account. It was the official blue ticked Bill Gates account. Fifty one million followers. He posted it, and in the last hour. So in the last hour from hacking them, they made about ten grand. That's unbelievable. I assume it's been taken down since. It has. It was up there for a few moments, but it has since been taken down. So Twitter, sort yourselves out. What's going on? Costing people thousands, but that's what's happened literally in the last few moments. And I think it might have happened Elon Musk and a little bit earlier on as well. So there's a Bitcoin scam doing around so you need to keep your eyes out for and keep aware of. Also as well, if you want the updates on the latest COVID-19 lockdown measures and the phases and what's being pushed back and what's not being pushed back, pubs, nightclubs not being open now till the 10th of August, a lot of people, a lot of people fairly annoyed and just like reading the comments online, they're like, well, hang on, how can random people from Texas can come in here and I can't go down to my local? All of the information that you need, by the way, is up on FM 104 if you want to have a look at that. Speaking of things that have been pushed back, we were going to get our friend, friend of the show, comedian uh, Damo Clark on, and himself and Daniel Bryan have been uh, gigging all through the pandemic, not all through the pandemic, but doing socially distant garden gigs for the last number of weeks to try and keep 
um, one, people entertain, try and keep themselves busy in, in some form of a job because, as you know, anything that needs an audience, any live entertainment, any Dublin nightlife has been completely decimated. So they rang Damo earlier on and was like, Damo, let's come on because they're launching a new club and he's going to tell us about all the gigs that they've been doing. And literally two seconds later, it was, oh, the pubs aren't opening because their new comedy club in Dublin was meant to be opening with Deirdre O'Kane at the start of August, August the 3rd, I think it was. That has since obviously uh, been changed. But we were getting his reaction as to how life in Dublin has been as a stand-up comic, how the outdoor gigs have been all over Dublin from Ringsend to Coolmine, and uh, how happy he is with the news that he won't be able to launch his brand-new gig and that he has been shafted and confused and pushed back time and time again. Listen, Damo Clark, comedian, he's going to be on FM 104 now. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Or... Cormac and Saoirse here. Remember, you can get the podcast, listen back to the shows in full over on the podcast, over on whatever podcast platform you use. Just search for F- Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse and you'll find us there and you can listen to all the features and the interviews and everything else. Ah, happy music. Happy I love that. Happy music, indeed. We'll try and make it happy as well. If people keep texting in about some <clears throat> St. Swithin's Day, um... Apparently today is St. Swithin's Day, but I don't really know what the significance of today's St. Swithin's Day is or what it means. If you know what the crack is, if you can educate, educate us this evening, drop us a WhatsApp and let us know. Anyway, you might have been looking forward to getting back into a pub on the, well, sooner rather than later. And you know now that the pub openings have been pushed back till the 10th of August. So a couple of weeks, three weeks, all the information up on fm104.ie if you want to see the specifics. But the main thing, the pub's have been pushed back. Their opening has been pushed back. Still the usual places, if they serve food, that's all right. Book in an uh, hour, 45 minutes. But the normal pub openings have been pushed back uh, with the latest announcements from the old government today. So it's affected a lot of people, bar staff, event staff, production staff, um, and obviously any performers of any kind. But joining us on the line now to talk about how, in the name of God, they have been surviving, doing gigs in people's front gardens, down in blocks of flats from everywhere, from Ringsend up to Cool Mine. Friend of the show, which we are delighted to have back on this evening, Mr. Damien Clark. Sir, how are things? Great, Cormac. It's the issue. Well, it's Damo, I candy. miss you. I yeah, miss you so ages, much. Isn't it? Too it's long. Ages in there stealing donuts from someone else's desk. I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing about uh, like radio stations. There's always like free stuff going around. Because you work at night, there's no one else to guard their stuff, so you can just take all of it. Yeah. <laughs> well. We usually get the leftovers, Demo. Yeah, I mean, the ones that we took already had bites in them, but they're still good. <laughs> <laughs> we took them out of a bin, Demo. We were desperate and crying, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it, no it was all rough. Oh. But yeah, man, like, because of the announcement today about the pubs, it's like, what's good? Like, back, back gigging outside. Back gigging outside for the comedians and singers and performers. Uh, no pubs. But I mean, so... We have to look into this because um, we've got a comedy club opening like a few days, like the 6th of August. So we might have to move it the week after. But So the announcement is, what about the pubs with that selling food? Still no. Uh, no, they're good. The pubs, pubs that selling food are still good. So they're currently oh, open. Happy days. Man. Oh, you, you, you <laughs> are right. With food. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm delighted because we were looking because we just, just, just heard about it. I haven't had a chance to ring the, uh, the venue owner because it's like a the venue with food. It's like through dinner and that. And oh, then and you're grand. I then you're grand, Demo. I don't know how, don't know how people are going to eat dinner with a face mask on and gloves, <laughs> but we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, how have you been getting on anyway? Have you been surviving oh, okay? Yeah, like uh, myself and, uh, and uh, as Cormac knows, mate, Danny O'Brien, like we, uh, we've been gigging outside uh, in like uh, car parks, you know, <laughs> uh, gardens. Uh, box of flats and it's been uh, been magic at first pretty daunting you go in and everyone's leaning over the balcony and they're calling bingo and they're like alright here's some bleeding comedians but uh, <laughs> the, the response has been magic I think people because you know starved of entertainment but also because uh, uh, we want <laughs> myself and Danny want it so much because we're performing that we give it everything and so it worked <laughs> you know it's worked it's been good because <clears throat> I've seen a lot of places have done it. There was talk of uh, a drive-in, uh, like cinema experience with comedy, but we won't even talk about that because <clears throat> that was a, 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 the proverbial hit the fan on that, so that never happened. But the, obviously the, the drive-in, drive-in cinemas still did. The yeah, drive-in comedy didn't. They've done loads of 
Yeah, they did loads of driving comedy in the UK that I saw. But you've literally been yeah. going around, well, like the people's estates, they're all socially distant, they're all keeping space, you're wiping down the microphones. But uh, most of it must have been weird. Like, did you ever do any gigs like in the rain? Yeah, a couple. But it was lucky. It was that <laughs> sort of that drizzly rain where you're not really ah. getting wet, you're not sure what's going on. You're like, it's like walking through a mist, like a sneeze. Yeah. It's like God sneeze, you know, that sort of rain. Yeah. So people are still standing out. Like, it hasn't. Uh, we're lucky it hasn't drenched. And you know what Ireland's like? If it's lashing down, you just wait 10 minutes and then it stops. That's so, true. So, so you know what it is, yeah. So a couple of times we were like, oh, it's raining, this isn't going to go ahead. And then it just stopped and the sun came out and it was like... And then everyone just, you know, everyone comes out like squinting into the sky like, is, is the sun back? And then we can like... It's like and also, so doing that and gigging in car parks, it's like uh, Wayne's World when it's like, game on! Game off, you know, the cars <laughs> coming. So we all move the chairs, and then the sun's coming out. It's like, game on. We come back out, and it's even more. But it's cool. There's other stuff you got to watch out for, you know, because uh, they say never work with kids and dogs, so you've got all this going on. So we're quite clean with our material anyway. But even if you start mm. talking about anything intimate, like I started doing jokes about having dirty talk, you know, you know dirty talk now with your partners are completely different, you know, because... Uh, now you can just go, oh, I haven't washed my hands. Oh, I touched the bus driver. <laughs> oh, I licked it, you know, stuff like that. So that sort of stuff is okay because kids might either not get it or not what's going on. But otherwise, uh, kids are running around on scooters. One kid, man, had, you know those hoverboard yokes? You can buy them yeah. little now for like 150 bucks. So then what I mean? Like he was behind, you know those little wall. it's like a two-foot brick wall and then just fence after that. But there was a kid on the yeah. outside of one of them on a hoverboard is zooming on. And I was like, while I was on, just seeing this kid just hover along, I saw seeing the ghost. <laughs> mad. And then he comes around the corner, just like, people on those scooters and hoverboards, you know, everyone's got those electric scooters. Why? No one smiles when they're going on them things. Everyone's face is as if they're not on a scooter or a hoverboard. That's, you have to concentrate. <laughs> yeah, but that shouldn't be allowed. You should be like laughing and pointing the whole time going, woo, I'm going to blame hoverboard, you know. <laughs> I would At be least. terrified, terrified yeah. on one of those hoverboards because I, I have the worst balance in the world anyway. So it would just be me going, oh, and then I'd be smashing brilliant into a on wall. Because I'm so small, I would, I'd be really agile. Nice low centre of gravity, yeah. yeah. Be perfect. Oh, yeah, uh, but Damo, how are you, how are you fa- finding the crowd compared to in a gig situation? I don't know. I guess because people feel that they're more relaxed because they're at home. But mm. they feel they can yell out more, which is good because <laughs> in a comedy club... They're sort of in your domain a little bit, so yeah. Well, you're definitely in their domain if you're doing it to a, a you know, a street party or something like that. So, uh, so it adds that bit of it, that element to it. But there's also there's always the joke of like throwing rotten tomatoes and all that. They can. They're right near their bootstraps <laughs> from the kitchen. Like everyone, leg it back in. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So. They, they can threaten you by, like, one of their feet is on the inside of their house, the other one's on the outside, and they're, they're pointing at you going, you better be funny or you're going to get some banana skins <laughs> thrown at your face. So, uh, you, you've got but to I be can imagine nowadays, obviously, with all that's going on, comedy is essential for, you know, bringing people out of this dark place because, you know, there's tragedy left, right and centre, there's loneliness, there's boredom, and then you guys come along and you're entertaining. Yeah, that's why it's perfect for comedy, the tension and release. <laughs> I mean, tragedy plus timing is comedy. Well, if there's no time, there's, you know, there's no time. It's the tragedy still happening. So maybe we need to wait a little bit longer. <laughs> Isn't it sad that we can't go to that shop that you love? But, uh, yeah. the, one, but what, the best thing about comedy is like everyone connecting on something that we all have in common. And that's what's funny because uh, Colve, as I've heard it be called, the Colve, uh, we have all that, like, that's in common. It's, it's affected everyone in different ways, but it's affecting us in the same way at some point, like with the, the new rules and all that. So mm. it's such a good release. Like, I've been doing, a lot of my, a lot of our material is based on what's going on, which is, it's a release because we're all laughing together going, yeah, this is crazy, man. So it's, 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 it's not comedy, it's, it's, it's group therapy. It's That's what you're doing, yeah. yeah. You're doing group therapy in <laughs> yeah. housing estates around Dublin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Group therapy, okay. Pull out your deck chair, lie on it, and then... Um, but it's more for it's more for us. You know, uh, yeah, people go fair play to you for, uh, for doing gigs, and you're like, no, fair play for listening, because uh, we need it more, mate. <laughs> now, you know, when, things, high, yeah. when things return, do you think you'll still continue on 
doing, you know, garden gigs. Oh, defo. Yeah, yeah. Like gardengigsisland.com is a thing now. And uh, it's sort of, I guess we could have always done it. Yeah. Because you know? that's the thing about COVID. A lot of the time, things are, it's not saying you can't gig or you can't do this, can't do that. There's just restrictions and we have to look at safety. So if you can do that, and then so when restrictions lift, we can just pack someone into their backyard and just go nuts. So the cool thing about going to someone's place or uh, their workplace or something, because we've done gig for... We did get a gig in a brewery inside, because it's, it's huge inside, in Ballyferriman. Whiplash. Fantastic beer. I drank it anyway. So we were down there, and there's so much space in there that all the staff spread out, and we did it for them. And uh, so that was all cool. But the good thing is, if you make fun of one person, you know, on a street where they live or where they work, everyone knows that person, so it's funny to everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So it's sort of everything becomes an injury. Yeah, uh, and 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 the fact a lot of the material becomes from like comes from where the gig is. Yeah, you know, like how how uh, how mad it is. You know, so like it's like so it's like, 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 like a, being is Willy Wonka. A, a customized comedy experience for your local neighborhood or brewery if you happen to be lucky enough to work there. But the new um, the new club, I'm obviously delighted to hear now that that's kind of working and and still going to go go ahead as of planned. Uh, so if you're looking for something to do and you would like to get out and you've enjoyed already a meal in your local club or you or pub, or you've enjoyed a local meal in town and restaurant, happy days, maybe you can have a local meal and some comedy and add this to the mix because I believe you have uh, Deirdre O'Kane as one of the main acts for the first night. Oh yeah, we're absolutely delighted. Like sixth of August, so it'll be uh, it'll be Daddy hosting me doing spot, and and then Deirdre Kane just uh, who sells out the Olympia, which is like right around the corner from the Wild Duck venue, and now she's doing. I think it's a, the Wild Duck has a 180 capacity, so we can get 75 people in there safely. So and uh, yeah. they've done a couple of um, they've done a couple of musical uh, musicals. They've done some. Uh, they, they did cats. They did hair. They did hairy cats. They've, <laughs> they've done a few music gigs in there already. Um, the last couple of weeks and so everyone can do it safely and all that and they have the hand sanitizer that we all love so much so it it can be done and it's brilliant so we can finally get back inside and uh, and laugh at the roof over us we can't believe it we don't have to look at the weather Damo is this going to be is this going to be the first on stage gig you'll have done since flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss middle of March pretty much man in months yeah I'm excited for you yeah we did yeah yeah definitely first on stage we did one at a restaurant that was uh, socially distant uh, last week in Ocean in Bray that was brilliant and then for the staff for the staff there uh, Ocean hasn't reopened Box Burger and Catalyst Coffee we did it for them and that was cool because so we just made fun of Wow Burger the whole time, just because. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Wow Burger alone; it's delicious. Burger Wars, Burger Wars. Oh, they're all great burgers. Burger Wars, and so that. But this will be the first one on stage, and this is the first of it's it's uh, the first Thursday of every month from then on. So then uh, there's so it'll be the sixth of August this one, and then the first Thursday in September of Carl Spain, and then at the first of October after that is Enya Martin, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be solid. If, if if everything goes well and it lifts, then 
we might have to go weekly because I think the 6th of August nearly sold out. So, uh, so grab tickets, man. Grab what you can because I think, I think it's going to go. Come here, what's the name of the club? Wild Duck Comedy Club. In the Perfect. Wild Duck in Dublin. In the Wild Duck, yeah. That, that was uh, our genius thinking. Like, what do we call the comedy club in the Wild Duck? Oh, there you go. Let's call that. Wild the Wild Duck Comedy Club. Club. Uh, where can you get tickets, by the way, Damo, for the last few yeah, that are remaining? Event, it's on Eventbrite, so the uh, the link is on my Insta page link and on Wild Duck Insta page, but it's uh, only on Eventbrite just to make it easy so we just have to scan things so there's no cash on the day. And uh, on the gardengigsisland.com. Uh, lovely. Well, listen, it's good to hear that that's kind of moving back to normality. If you're looking for something, looking for a bit of comedy to go to, Deirdre O'Kane's headline and Daniel Bryan will be MC and Dame will be doing a spot there as well. Highly recommend them. Uh, if you can get out, it'll be socially distant, it'll be safe, it'll be absolutely hilarious and it might be the release that you need. But listen, Damien, it's always an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Very best of luck with the gig and uh, fingers crossed. The, they'll continue into next year if the world is still around, fingers crossed. But listen, thanks a million for popping on, all right? Oh, pleasure as always. Thanks, guys. Hopefully see you Take next it time. Take it easy, sir. Be in studio. Who knows? Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Cheers, Cormac. Nice one. Bye. Damien Clark. Again, I know bad news today with stuff getting pushed back, but we're still inching our way there. Uh, yeah. Inching our way there sooner rather than later. So, listen, if you can, it's not going to be full. People won't be on top of each other. I know people, I know still people are still kind of weary about going to gigs and things like that and being all like, oh my God. But the lads will look after you and they'll make sure you're the safe, safe wild duck. So, the newest comedy club to open in Dublin and Deirdre O'Kane will be is a huge act to get for their first. And so, happy, happy days. It's still to come on the show. We have to do down with that sort of thing. Careful now why a professor thinks tall buildings are sexist. Who the. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. That was Da Baby. Just didn't want to say it because I sound like such an old man when I say that name. <laughs> da Baby! Da Baby! It's a great song though. I love it. Let's go Da Baby. I'm just going to merge all together. Da Baby. That's what I call it. Da Baby. Here we go. Um Oh, we got a message in here about St. Swithin's Day. Apparently today is St. Swithin's Day. I've never really heard of that before. If it rains on St. Swithin's Day, it's supposed to rain for 40 days. Did it rain today? Um, I, don't, did it. I don't think it did. No, it didn't, and it was quite nice. Now, the earlier part of the day wasn't great, but um, the sun was shining there at about 8 o'clock. All right, we'll take well. that. So 40 days of sunshine. Thank you very much. Wait, does um, the same apply? I thought it was just rain. I think it, either or. If it's raining, oh. you'll get rain. But if it's sunny, you might get sun, I think. I'll stand corrected, Mary, who sent that. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I think whatever day, whatever the weather is like today, we will get it for the next 40 days. Yeah, we'll take that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't know how backed up that is by science. But sure, look, we'll take whatever we can get. Uh, also, hi, sorry, to Katie, who texted in a little earlier on from uh, New Jersey, from the United States. She says, I have fam- family in Kilkenny, Galway, Dublin, Dungarvan. I'm Irish. My dad was born in Ballyhonest, County Mayo. I don't think you can get more Irish than Ballyhonest in County Mayo. No, you probably can't. Like, that's more Irish than me. <laughs> it's more Irish than most things. Ballyhonest, out in County Mayo, for a pleasure. Uh, thank you for that message anyway. A little bit later on on the show, we're going to be talking to somebody who's organised a virtual sex festival that you can attend, like, in secret without turning your Zoom camera on from anywhere in the world. She'll be explaining what goes on at a virtual sex festival. Is it all filth and nudity, or is there some value and information and education to it? Uh, the person organising that virtual sex festival will be on after 11 o'clock. On the way next, though, down with that sort of thing, careful now, why tall buildings are sexist. Tell you more about that next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Good evening, it's Cormac and Saoirse here. Now it is time for... Down with this sort of thing. Careful now. FM 104. Uh, down with that sort of thing, careful now, is a quick roundup for you of the weirdest stories from all over the world. Uh, trigger warnings are in place this evening, of course, and also, if you're eating food, just be warned. That's one of these stories involves finding something disgusting in some vegan bolognese. Okay, well, at least it's vegan bolognese because I've never eaten that before. Not real food, you know, you wouldn't no. want to be eating that stuff anyway. But we'll uh, talk about that in a few moments' time. The first story this evening, a 25-year-old Japanese woman uh, was suffering from a little bit of a sore throat and wouldn't go away, wouldn't go away for ages. 
Um, so she decided to go to the doctors and find out what was going on. The doctor took a little thing, had a little look in her throat, took out the tweezers, and guess what was living in the woman's tonsils? Oh no, it's something alive. Hmm. Uh, uh, what are they called? Slug thing. No, it was actually a worm. Uh. And it was still alive. Oh no, it was living in her throat and it was alive. Disgusting, isn't it? Was it was it feeding off the food that she was eating? Feeding off her brain and she kept getting worm thoughts. Oh no, no stop it. I don't know how it got caught in her uh, tonsils. Uh, she wasn't swallowing it. She wasn't breathing it in or out or anything. It was just living there for a little bit. Turns out a few days before this had happened, she had gone to a sushi restaurant in Tokyo in Japan and had been served up some raw food that obviously wasn't cleaned properly and decided to, uh, well, not decided to, unfortunately ingested a worm which had been living in her throat, causing her a few problems and had to be uh, pulled out with a, t- a tweezers. It's duh, disgusting. Now, I hate the taste of sushi, so I'd never eat that anyway. But that would put you off 100%, wouldn't it? But I think that's going to put you off for life, yeah. God. Like, you'd never think that that would survive. I know, yeah. But I suppose it's kind of perfect. Perfect breeding ground for, yeah, for for a worm like that. Yeah, it may be eating off the scraps of your food and maybe it wasn't there too long anyway. But if you're into your worms, which I am not, it was a nematode roundworm. And this uh, study popped up there recently. Uh, you one had uh, pain and irritation on the left-hand side of her throat and... It, she was eating sash, sashimi. Sashimi, a traditional Japanese raw fish delicacy. I've, oh, am I pronouncing that right? If you're a sushi lover, you can correct me. Sashimi. That's terrifying and disgusting. Uh, yeah. Wow. Just, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> there you go. I won't be able to eat noodles now because somehow I'll uh, think they'll turn into worms. Oh, yeah, they're like bazillions of worms all in your throat. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Now, we're going from the uh, disgusting to the downright weird right now. And sometimes you hear about people who are making money in life. And one, you're kind of like, why do you bother doing anything? Why do you bother working a real job when people are out there just doing the stupidest stuff online and are getting paid a fortune? Well, this will probably make you a little bit sick because a woman has quit a job. She's quit a full-time job. She's only 21 years of age from uh, the United States in Texas. And she now earns six figures a month. Six figures a month, which is what? At least 100 grand a month. Acting as a dog on her OnlyFans account. Um, acting as a dog, as in sleeping in a dog bed. Now, you did this in, in school bed. and you got in trouble. You could have been earning 100 grand a year back then. Yeah, I did this in school. I nearly got expelled for pretending I was a dog. You send them this link and go, well, look, I could have been doing this now. You're, you're doing me out of money. Now, you're saying it's an OnlyFans account. Does that mean she is only wearing a collar? You would think that. She is fully clothed. Fully clothed. And what she does is she gets videos. So a friend of hers has a green tennis ball. And she gets down on her hands and knees in the local park (laughs) where people must think she is insane, right? And her friend throws the ball away and she plays fetch with her friend. And her friend videos this and she comes back going... No, and, she and does not. She swear to God, she gives. They're playing fetch, and she gives the ball back. And she says she loves it when people say, "Oh, good girl, who's a who's a good girl." But what's worse is that people are getting off on this and are paying her money on the regular on a regular basis. She's making over a hundred grand a month from weird people who are on the internet who are into this stuff. What's worse is dogs themselves can't even make this money. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like I am a dog. Give me the money. So they're paying now, her to act like a dog. Why would anyone want that? Yeah, Why would now, anyone does, get turned on by that? I, I don't know. She, she does have some uh, uncensored content. So she'll charge a little bit extra for that. So $20 a month, £16, about what, 16, 17 euro. Uh, she will like take doggy baths naked and she'll uh, be brought around walking on a lead, sometimes naked. And she'll chase after the ball, sometimes naked. And... <laughs> She sleeps, she has photos of her like sleeping in a little dog basket at the end of her room. And then she has pictures of her like on her on her knees with her hands up like a little dog would. You know when it's giving you the paw? Yeah. Would you not just be so disappointed if your child decided they were going to go down that route? You know, an OnlyFans account is bad enough. But then to be acting like a dog on top mm. of that. 
Yeah. For money. Like there's, there's some of the pictures that she's put up are down in local ponds and local lakes where a lot of families, and there's a picture that she put up, right, where there's clearly family and other people in the background enjoying the local amenities and, and swimming in this lake. And she is on her hands and knees in a bikini and her friend is beside her with a ball and her friend throws the ball into the lake and she obviously doggy paddles over to get it and brings it back. And people are paying money for this. <laughs> the world has literally gone mad. I, I, don't, I thought it was bad, you know, that girl that we had spoken about before who bathes in her water and then sells the water. Like, that is bizarre that anyone would want to buy used water from somebody. But to pay to see a adult woman getting down and pretending she's a dog. Is this not the, the point in society where we have to go, okay, lads, what are we at? Can we just hang on for a second and go? Because she's saying that, you know what, she doesn't care and that people have, people have said that it's stupid and she doesn't do it, but she's judgmental. I know it's all about being your true self and being accepting and not being judgmental, but a grown woman acting like a dog getting paid online to do this. Is this not just a worrying sign for society? I think it is, yeah. I think we have to draw the line at that. You know? (laughs) But I'm worried about who's paying to see this. This is the world in which we live in, that if your daughter grows up now and uh, she starts putting up, your mates are going to send you a link on WhatsApp going, why is your 20, 21-year-old daughter making doggy videos on her OnlyFans account? You will be seen as the judgmental, over-possessive, bigoted father for telling her to stop doing that. I know. And I'm just like... Isn't that the sad part? Okay. There are certain circumstances where that will happen. And how long is she going to keep doing this for? You will be made out to be the weird one. Yeah, how long is she going to keep doing this for? I mean... If she is making good money, can you imagine she's going to stop? I can't. She is making custom videos for people as well. So she said she will sell one-off pieces of footage, like the Carol Baskin thing, but she's charged about uh, $1,200 for one-off pieces of footage for certain people. So people are willing to pay. And then on the other hand, what sick freak is into a woman acting like a dog? Like That's a weird overlap in your brain that you're into dogs in that way. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, I mean, it, wouldn't it be kind of the same if, you know, we, we did speak to somebody that dressed as a baby before, but, oh, yeah. you know, and they said it was nothing got to do with paedophilia or any of the rest of it, that it was the adult dressed as the baby that they liked. But I just mm. find that there's something not right there. When when are we, where is the line where we as a society kind of go, okay, okay, maybe, maybe don't do that. I mean, I don't know. I think the line was crossed a long time ago and we ignored it. (laughs) Anyway, there you go. Once you don't know anyone that's doing that or you're not associating with anyone that's doing that or you're not into that yourself, you're doing okay. She's making a hundred grand a month putting these videos up online. Like 100 grand a month? Maybe we're just jealous. That's a lot of people. It's a million quid a year. 1.2 million a year. From running around playing fetch in the nip on your local green. I think someone should be holding up a sign if they're into that so that people are aware to, to avoid. Like, would it not be your responsibility, right? If you see a grown adult out on the grass acting like a dog, is it not your, like, social and moral responsibility to call help for them? I would have thought so, yeah. So there's a well, woman I mean, who's after losing her mind. She's taking her top off and barking at me through the window. Now, I didn't take off my top, obviously, but I did this exact thing in school, which I told you about. But it was for a prank. You know, I was pranked to, to do this on the six-year corridor, so of course I was going to do it. You know, when you're 16, you're going to do whatever your friends tell you to do. So I did, yeah. but, you know, at the time, and this is going back to, I don't know what year it was, 2005 or something, that the principal actually said to me, I think you need to go and talk <laughs> to someone. Help. <laughs> we need to interfere. So, I mean, if she wanted to interfere on a on a game of you know, truth or dare, and I was dare to do this. And there's people actually doing it for money. It's a bit strange. Listen, maybe we're just judgmental. Maybe we are just not open-minded enough and we're not as accepting as we should be. But there you go. If you're looking for a bit of extra cash, open up an OnlyFans account, get your friend to throw a ball around your back garden and act like a dog and video it and put it up online. A hundred grand a month will be yours. 
I've just got no words. <laughs> Imagine explaining your job to somebody. Oh, You're going to like a, a family, yeah, family affairs. Like, what do you do? I'm an accountant, and you are a teacher. And and what do you do? Um, I I I play fetch in the nip for perverts online, <laughs> and I make a hundred grand a month. Oh, that would go down well, wouldn't it? Definitely be a conversation starter, but there you go. Right. Uh, the next story this evening: a vegan bolognese sauce. Another reason why you shouldn't eat vegan food. <laughs> now, can I just interrupt you for a second here? I had a conversation with someone earlier on today about meat. Okay, that mm-hmm. I was eating a lamb shepherd's pie, but it was made with lamb. And suddenly, this person was horrified at the fact that I was eating lamb. They were perfectly fine if it was, you know, cow, mince. Yeah. And they'd be fine if I was eating rashers or chicken. But a, a baby lamb, you can't do that to a baby lamb. Now, is that not just pure hypocritical? It's animal racism. That's what that is. Isn't it? Like, just because one is cute, they don't care about the other ones. They'll eat chicken and cow all day long, but they will not touch a lamb. The next time they said it, you just call them an animal racist. Because <laughs> that's what they are. In fairness, though, it makes no sense. Either don't eat meat at all if you care that much about animals or stop picking and choosing. As in, they yeah, told I mean, me they would never eat that shepherd's pie that I was eating. So if I placed well, it in front of them, they wouldn't eat it because there was lamb in it. Yeah. And that's that's Just, cruel to lambs. Don't be animal racist at all. And what Tisha's trying to say is that she'd happily eat your pet dog as well. So <laughs> all animals are treated equally and they will all be minced. Look... If you're if you're vegan dog. or vegetarian, absolutely, that's your choice. I'm not. Um, and no, I would not eat a dog or a cat, obviously. But I will enjoy having lamb casserole and beef and so on. Uh, yeah. So this particular story involves a vegan bolognese sauce from Little over in the UK. Not in Irish Little, so we're fine. Little over in the UK, where they have all the dodgy meat, so that that's fine. Um, a mother brought her two daughters out for... Or no, she bought food for her two daughters and was making food that evening. And then her daughter turned around and found a uh, lizard's head in the vegan bolognese sauce. <gasps> Stop. Oh, my God. I mean, that could be very... That could be a really funny prank for somebody who's making the vegan sauce to kind of go, what is the last thing a vegan <laughs> expects to find in a jar of vegan bolognese sauce? An animal's head. Let, let Just for the crack, let's do it. That kind of sounds like it was purposely done. How, one, where, why in the name of God is a lizard in a factory or processing plant that is making bol- vegan bolognese sauce? How does it get into the jar and how does it pass all the quality control checks, blah, 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 and get to where it's going? Yeah, I mean, uh, like a lizard isn't small. You know, mm. lizards are big enough that chunky enough. That would head, be a yeah. that would be a a big chunk of the jar of sauce. So that must have been done purposely. And I mean, a lizard's head that was obviously cruelty to animals. That was someone obviously severed his head off. Oh yeah, or unless it got loose and just jumped in and found itself yeah. smashed up and it didn't know what was going on. Anyway, Lidl have apologised. They have launched a thorough investigation sorting that out. It, sometimes these things can happen with food. You find some of the most disgusting things in food. Oh, over the, over time, these things unfortunately will happen. But she kind of goes on a little bit and says that she's now traumatised from eating food, which I'm kind of like, is this woman just eyeing up a bit of a legal case here? Oh, yeah, 100%. She was like, it was I mean, traumatizing. My daughter still can't eat properly after this. Like, if you find something disgusting in your food, you're going to be disgusted for a little bit. You'll laugh about it, but you'll get over it. You're not going to be going to therapy for 20 years because you found a lizard's head in your vegan sauce now, are you? Uh, probably not. But, I mean, it would be a bit, bit scary to see that. I'm more scared yeah. of hair in my food than anything else. Yeah, that's There's nothing worse. Yeah, that is traumatizing. It's big, long hair, especially when you're like, I don't have blonde hair. Where is that coming from? Yeah. That's worrying, but um, yeah, a lizard's head, of course you're going to be horrified, but you'll get over it. There you go. Uh, Final story this evening is from a professor who claims that tall buildings are in fact sexist. So they're upward thrusting buildings, ejaculating light into the night sky. (laughs) And this sounds like absolute filth that shouldn't, shouldn't be read, but this was from an essay in The Guardian that former reputable newspaper and establishment that held uh, people to account. She did an essay looking 
at how buildings can reinforce gender inequality. She makes some, I would say, valid points. She says, we live in a city of men. Public spaces are not designed for female bodies. There's little consideration for women as mothers, workers or carers. Completely agree. There's very little consideration historically for people with disabilities. Um, Men make up the majority of engineering and building companies, so we probably aren't aware of how we're building things. We don't put in changing rooms into lads' toilets. We We don't build creches in buildings. Yeah, grand. But the buildings themselves, how in the name of God is the building a sexist Sexist. symbol that is ejaculating light into the sky? I I just think, you know, you can talk about the functionality of a building. uh, When buildings themselves become the force of sexism, I think we again, we got to put this on the pile where we have the woman acting like the dog for money and now sexist buildings ejaculating light. I'm thinking, okay, let's just, let's just stop now. Yeah, that's we lose what I was going to say. I think, you know, when you're talking about buildings and getting that much into, um, you know, that description of it just does sound sexual. I think that might be someone that might find buildings sexually attractive. <laughs> Maybe they're into that. Maybe they're going to have an OnlyFans account for building sex. Oh, Jesus. There's never an end to any of this, is there? No. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what is the solution to masculine, male-dominated buildings? Are we going to have now buildings that look like boobs across the skyline? Is that the solution well, to this problem? More importantly, what would be the most sexist building in Dublin? Well, the Spire. It's a giant penis in the middle of Dublin. True, actually, yeah. It's a very thin penis, but, you know. <laughs> it's a bit narrow at the top, yeah. It's a bit narrow. wouldn't do a lot for anyone, to be honest with you. It's very emasculating. He wouldn't be happy with that. I mean, Liberty Hall is another building. Is Does that look remind anyone of a penis? As a woman, by the way, if you're walking through Dublin and you see a tall building, do you just scream, oh, there's the pesky patriarchy at the end? Not another penis. Yeah, there you go. Like, the only thing about buildings is this has been done for centuries. In cities, you can either build up or build down. And we can't really build down too far because you get bedrock and it's incredibly difficult. So you just build up. And the more you build up, the taller things get. Yeah, why would you even look at that as a penis? See, that's the worry, isn't it? Like, no one does do that. The top ten penis buildings in Dublin. Liberty Hall, um, which is the other one? Is there a few on the canal there? Like, maybe that new... um, Which of the buildings across from us is the Indeed building, a penis building? What is across from us, actually? Is the storehouse, is the sky bar a penis sky bar? Oh, the sky bar would be, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a mushroomy type one. We I mean, would the convention centre well. be tall enough? Some well, that's a, 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 a mm, I don't know, that's a weird one, because it's a sideways one. Yeah, it's not fully erect, really. No, it's, it's a sloppy one. It's a sloppy sideways penis building. But here you are now. This is a woman who is a professor, by the way. She is a professor of geography and environment and director of women's and gender studies who, where is what she does? Feminist geography perspective. She kind of specializes in feminist geography perspective. I mean, again, the functionality of buildings can be sexist if lads have just built them and aren't even aware of not putting in things that women need. But the fact that buildings have to, because we're limited with space, the only option is to go up that it's now <laughs> I just I just I just don't know. I just sometimes feel as if we need to delete the internet and just stop people from, from sharing this stuff. So let's try and figure out the top ten penis buildings in Dublin while we're here this evening. So <laughs> we've got the spire. We'll take buildings or monuments. It, maybe we could add to this the Wellington Monument in the Phoenix Park. Oh, that's nice, yeah. I'm trying that's to think of penis. different ones now. That's a very big there, penis, yeah. Yeah, there is Liberty Hall, so we've got three. Uh, are we, I don't even know if we can put the sky bar in there. Maybe the one, isn't there a thing down in, in Smithfield at St. James's at the Jameson Distillery? That's another um, penis building. Penis buildings of Dublin, please. 0876797104. We'll take, uh, we, will, uh, we will take this down. We will take them down one building at a time. Oh, should go on a penis building tour when things the reopen. penis buildings of Dublin, yeah. Yeah. The walking tour. And then we can campaign for whoever is the minister for whoever at the moment, another kind of jumping ship at the moment, to build more female-friendly buildings. So boo boo buildings. We need boo more buildings boo as well. Buildings. Yeah, I can't mm. even think of one boo building. Can, yeah, I can't think of a boo building at all. Like maybe is the top of Dublin Castle, where has a dome? Because a dome could be, or the GPO, the dome could be like a boob. 
Yeah. I still don't. I still don't think it uh, passes for a boo building, though. Are we trying to say that there's no boo buildings in Dublin? I don't think there actually is. Absolutely shocking. 2020, and we don't have boo buildings in Dublin. Or in Ireland, I'd say, for that matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Do we have even How a front bum building? Sexist. So I would have an entry. Like, is there I any V shaped buildings? Is there any V shaped buildings around the world that you could say is either a, um, a you know, like a front bum building, or, or all the things we have, <laughs> all the buildings we have, uh, penis buildings? Willie building. Yeah. We just, she's dead, right? If you Let think about the, all the buildings in this country and elsewhere, actually, for that matter, they're mainly penis buildings. They're large, they're tall, they're erect, they're aggressive for the most part. So let me see. Uh, the Spire, Wellington Monument, um, Liberty Hall, the. Oh, I'm going to say like the... What's the Indeed building across the way from us? Uh, uh, what other one did we say? Liberty Hall and Spire. We're trying to poke up at penis well, building. Well, I said here. Convention Centre, but I don't think... <laughs> it's not really I mean, there's, piercing there's more, into the sky. There's more penis-shaped churches, I would say. Which doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. And then can we think of at least one, like a boo building? A roundish kind of... Um, Nippley building. Is there any domes? What domes do we have in the country? This is this is like a trick question. Like when you have to go and think about this, like I'm trying to think of a round building. Are there any, even from above, is there any roundy buildings? I mean, actually, to be honest now, to be honest, you could probably say Leinster House. Leinster yeah. House. Let's Leinster House little, is a bit round, isn't it? Uh, is it? Are any of the courts? Do you know what? Actually, that's that's a building. The, the Courts of Justice down there by the Phoenix Park, that would be a kind of booby building. Yeah. It's kind of curved. Mm. Court, Ireland. Dublin, Dublin Castle would be another one. Well, the Courts on the Keys, actually, there. The, the Courts... It's not the one, it's on the keys there, not just up the, the criminal courts. The further ones down, there's a dome on the top of that building. So that could be kind of like house. a boob. Is it Custom House? Custom House would yeah. be another one, sorry, yeah, so another yeah. booby one. That's so a there's booby, a few. Yeah. There is a few, we've got a few now, we've got good ones actually, but there's far more. But the Mansion House. That's oh, yeah, a big roundy house. dome. That's another, we've loads of boob buildings in this. We're, we're doing brilliant for gender equality in our buildings. Amazing. In a storehouse would be a bit of a bit of a boo building. A curvy one as well, yeah, like the sky bar is a curvy one, so we're, we're very mm. confused. Anyway, there's somebody who has paid a full-time job to see how buildings themselves are in fact sexist and oppressing you as a woman. So, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's just made me kind of go, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and we'll see how we get on with that. But listen, and that is down with that sort of thing. Careful now, sorry for putting you off your food if you were eating something there through that one. And if you do see anything else weird and wonderful that we should definitely give a mention to let us know 0876797104 here's FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue visit our flagship store in Tallard get the free delivery at playblue.ie thank you for the couple of texts that came in there uh, somebody said you just put me off my chicken curry we were just talking about some of the most disgusting things found in food over the last uh week there was a couple of stories of worms found in throats and lizard heads found in vegan bolognese apologies Kathy Kyo uh, for saying for uh, doing that we did give a trigger warning but there you go um, also Kiva thank you for the text we were talking about there is a woman who was making a 21 year old uh, American woman from Texas who was making 100 grand a month selling videos of her acting like a dog to weird people online she said yeah but she's an adult and can make her own decisions with her own body this is also nothing new look at Patreon yeah I know about um, uh, Patreon I don't think you can put up anything inappropriate on Patreon but I could be wrong I think uh, they're like the family friendly family friendly one but there you go if you're looking for some extra income you can uh, post that you can uh, post doggy videos of yourself up online you going around acting like a dog 100 grand 100 grand a month this person is on. I think we're all just very, very jealous. Thanks for that, Kiva, anyway. Um, a quick update. I mentioned it a little bit earlier on. Bill Gates had his Twitter account hacked and someone posted up saying, it looked like he was saying, send money to this 
Bitcoin address and I will double it for you. And a lot of people got fooled. Apparently, Apple's Twitter account has been hacked. Kanye West's has been hacked as well and a good few others. So there seems to be a bit of a carnage happening on Twitter this evening. Well, I'm glad it got cleared up. That's one thing because I know a lot of people obviously have lost out on a lot of money. Uh, yeah, they've already gotten about 60 grand. Uh, Barack Obama has just gotten hacked. Oh, no. So Twitter, a load of the main accounts are getting hacked. So Twitter share price is currently tanking at the moment. Joe Biden has just gotten hacked. Uh, Jeff Bezos' account has just gotten hacked. Kanye West, Uber, Apple, all been hacked. Elon Musk has been hacked. Um, this is all in the last few minutes, so there is a, currently a bit of a heist going on right now on Twitter. Some of the biggest accounts, people hacked into Bill Gates' account, Elon Musk, Kanye's, everyone else's account, and basically just posted up a tweet saying, hey, send me money to this, and I will uh, send you back, like a pyramid scheme kind of thing. They're like, send me a grand, that, I'll send you back to Is that what's happening on all of their accounts? The exact same message is happening on all wow. of their accounts now. Uh, there was like 6.16 Bitcoin received. So they're asking people to send, they're asking you to send money to this Bitcoin address and they will send you back twice the money. They're not going to send you back twice the money. They're just keeping your money. 6.19 Bitcoin had been received about an hour ago. Oh, God. What's it on now? 12. Oh, see, this is terrifying. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.